happened with me in recovery around the 11th, 9th or 11th year, I think 9th or so. doesn't matter when. But something happened, sort of like a download. And I used to do a workshop, a fourth-step workshop from, you know, chapter How It Works for like 19 years in San Francisco, any time I was in the country on Monday nights. And I, so I went over that chapter quite a lot, yeah, how it works. And yet, this time, the next time I picked up the book and I saw some of the sentences, they, a whole new load of information downloaded from the same sentence I used to see hundreds and hundreds of times. And this is one of the ones that had a big effect on me that hasn't changed since then. And... Uh, and this is just an imitation. It's nothing other than that. It's like one tribe member sharing enough to the other tribe members. Hey, maybe you can look at it this way, and it could stabilize what you're only having an experience of every once in a while. Maybe a peace and serenity, serenity could stabilize. Instead of that basis of irritability, restless, and discontent, you could have a basis of ease and comfort. Yeah. So this was it. It's on page 64 because I read this all the time because I was leading this thing on the fourth step and it's right before the inventory. And it says, it's like the third paragraph, the third sentence. It goes, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, convinced. And now the head is never going to be convinced. Yeah, It gets convinced and unconvinced quite easily. But being convinced which to me, I think they capture it better than the first step in the book where it says we had to admit to our innermost self and then something changed. Because I admitted to myself constantly to the thing in the head that I was an alcoholic and a drug addict with the hopes that I would get some more alcohol and more drugs when I told somebody, you know, I'm a drug addict, alcoholic. It never did anything. It never, there was no convincing. I used it to convince others to give me what I wanted and I had no money to pay for. So this is a different, there is aspects of your head that may be seemingly unavailable to you. The mental state is where the problem resides. The problem, the active problem of alcoholism is best represented by the thought system. And not just the thought system. Your believing in the thought system is what actualizes alcoholism. Your believing in the thought system is what actualizes the alcoholism. And alcoholism, just like in recovery, we have the idea of surrender. Alcoholism has its own idea of surrender, and that is fuck it, yeah? It wants to lead you to a position, to a point of fuck it, and when you arrive there and comply with that take, you're apt to do almost anything. And once you drink and use, basically you're going to be used for transportation for a while. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I see alcoholism as a foreign installment, a parasitical movement. No matter how, whatever word or wording would trigger a sense of other in you, that's the message. Because my humble belief is the act, the real source, the real cause of the trouble is an act of being identified as a self. A long-lasting, the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that gets that sense constantly reinforced by believing you're the doer of the actions, the thinker of the thoughts, the feeler of the feelings. You're the one who has time, you're the one who has this, you're the one who has that. 
It's a sense of proprietoriness, ownership, doership, thinking, you're the thinking, all like this. This is, to me, the bondage of self. And the bondage of self is an activity. See, if there was a real self, then you could be bonded to a self. Yeah, you could be bonded to this chair because there's a chair. But there is no self. So the bondage is of self. Yeah? It's produced. And it's produced through the mental state. And it's backed up by your memories because when you remember you in the past, you see you as a body. You do not see you as a spirit. So here, it says, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Bill W. separates the two. It says self, yes, this foreign installment, you want to call it alcoholism, whatever, but actually alcoholism affixes to that real base disease, which is addiction to self, yeah? So it says self has defeated us. We're the us. Yeah. We're the us. And then there's a foreign installment called self. And if you want to look at a sociological study, just look at your community and see how many types of different people there are who end up in the same three parking spaces of institution, jails, and death. Yeah? Different ethnicities, different financial situations, different quote-unquote spiritual health. Yet, there's one driver and where the fleet of cars it has a key to, basically. And that's alcoholism. If you keep calling alcoholism you, you're going to be bonded to the... You're going to be... That's the bondage of self. Yeah? So here it says, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Then it goes, if you, know, if you, if you agree with this, we are now going to look at its, self's, common manifestations. And the first, next paragraph is resentment. And you can hear the disease when people share. They never look at resentment. They call them my resentments. Yeah? You see it? Self manifested in various ways. Fear, resentment, harming done to others but in the pursuit of what you think you so sorely need. All that stuff. Yeah? It's expressing itself through us. And while it's expressing itself through us, we call them ours. That's the act of being identified as self. Your, the expressions of, of self, your head is claiming to be your expressions. How is self ever going to get out of self? But if you see that we're the us, then you'll see self as a foreign installment, and this is what happened to me. Something downloaded, and as soon as I saw this thing I was calling me wasn't me, the next possibility that had, was not available until this moment was I can be free from it instead of trying to be free as it. Which is what I was doing. I was trying to be free as that which I'm not. And the freedom is from that which I'm not. So when I do an inventory, I'm not looking for my resentments. I'm looking at the inventory as how self defeated me. And how does it defeat me? Through its manifestations. And what are those manifestations? Some of the commons are, ones are resentment, fears, and harming other people. Why do you keep calling them yours? You were taken over. It's like dancing with a gorilla. You're going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop. It's explained perfectly in the first step. We were powerless over alcohol. That means when we drank and used, we were apt to do almost anything. But if you believe you're the doer of the action, you will not get the first step. 
because you will still keep harvesting guilt and shame from shit that was you were driven to do by the alcoholism. You'll see, keep claiming them to be yours, and it's going to just use all that guilt and shame to bond you to the idea of being the one who did it all. You, self cannot get out of self. So how can you get out of self? Realize you're not one. Self cannot get out of self. How you, do you get out of self is you realize you're not one. How long will it take? No time. When is it available? Now. There's a great master said, realization has nothing to do with spirituality. What realization, what all the work is about dispelling ignorance. You are an inherent spiritual condition right now. You just don't think so. So when you don't think so, then you're busily trying to acquire a spiritual condition instead of realizing you are a spiritual condition because that elevates it into being a spiritual condition. Not doing and having, but being it. Which means it's always available at all times, right where you are. So you become what you've been looking for. As St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. He doesn't say who's looking. That would be the sense of self. What's looking? The same energy is looking out of all our heads right now. The seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting and touching. Did you, let's say you went to yoga class today, right? Then you went to an eating class. Then you went to, you know, studying the scripture class. Did you go to a seeing class today? Did you wake up and practice seeing, you know, hearing, touching, I want to touch better? No. That, that which we truly are is demonstrating no thought or effort to be it. Why do you believe thought and effort's going to arrive you there? You see, if I was, it's like this story we use. Let's say there's a lion, yes, and the lion takes itself to be a sheep. So someone comes into the village and says, "Hey, you're a lion." So if if the lion heard that, oh yeah, sure, yeah. How long would it take to be a lion if you're a lion? But that's not how it's heard. The sheep ears catches the message, you're a lion, and turns it into, I can become like a lion. Now, how long is it going to take for that sheep, that lion, thinking it's a sheep, to become like a lion? It could be fucking forever. Because it already is a lion. This is the whole point. We've been taken over by something that's foreign to us, and we keep calling it us. When you see it as other, the possibility of really being free from it becomes available. And I'll tell you, this statement, a problem does not exist for you, can stabilize. Because if it doesn't exist as you, it will stabilize. That's why he says it's always new. A new freedom, a new happiness, a new attitude. A new. It's not a renovated attitude. It's not a remodeled attitude. It's a completely new one because our point of reference gets shifted from self to spirit. And the shift doesn't take any freaking time because you are spirit. That's the message. And I'll tell you, it downloaded in me, and since then, as this action figure, 
you know, we're going to have, we're going to run into a lot of shit in life, but I'll tell you, a long period has gone by in time, and I have to say, I've been able to travel lighter over everything life has to offer. It didn't change a lot of things, my girlfriend getting cancer and shit like that, but I traveled lighter through it all. What more would you want? You're relieved of the bondage of self. Without self, there is no bondage. That's why it says bondage of self. The bondage comes from self. So we say, it says in the fear inventory, why do we have so much fear? And then he answers, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? So the fear isn't the cause of all the dilemmas. It's self-reliance is what's producing the fear, which seems to produce all this other shit. Get to the exact nature of the wrong, and then you can expect some real radical relief. Self-reliance has failed us. What can a failed system show you? It's a failed system. What could possibly happen? Bill W. says, perhaps there's a better way. What? What's the better way? Trusting something infinite rather than your finite self. How do we trust the finite self? By listening with great devotion to the thoughts. That's how we're trusting the finite self. We're believing the thoughts that are being generated by the disease of alcoholism. We're taking those thoughts as ours. That's what happened with me. I came to AA. You sticks, you know, shell of terminal uniqueness. No one understood me. Fucking, no one felt like I did. No one had done the heinous things I did. I went to meetings and people, what did people talk about? They talk about what they're thinking, what they did, how they're feeling. And after three months, I could only come to two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts. Haven't you seen the similarity with the other people at the meetings with you? Doesn't it get to the point, I hear it a lot, it, it will go to this one point, but then back off. It will go, oh, I can't believe you all think like I do. You all feel like I do. You did the same things I did too. And yet, what? Yes, take it one more point. One more. They can't be my thoughts. <laughs> if you have them, how can they be mine? <laughs> the sense of proprietoriness is blown out of the water. How can they be my thought if you and you and you and you and you have them? Yeah, how could these be my oh my such a special feeling if you and you and you and you have them? Yeah. <laughs> it's let it take you, let it let a message take you past the point of the stubborn of the stubborn bondage of self. Open up, and you'll be put into that fourth dimension because you've never left it. You're just on a, a work visa here, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this isn't no, you know, it's funny, but it, I'm, I'm serious, completely serious. You'll know the tree by its fruit. If you get radical relief for a long, long time, you're on to something. You know, you will know the problem from the solution. When, yet you, when you get relief and it stabilizes, what will be shown to you why it wasn't available before. And you know why? Because your big head was there. So, this idea of fear, 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 
You know what my belief is? We all have tons of faith. It's just a force of mind, yeah? Faith. Just this power of mind. And it matters, the only thing, and it's neutral. It matters what it's put into. Yeah? It's going to manifest by the vehicle it's put in. Watch what it's done through your head. You've had faith. How can false evidence appear real? The acronym for fear. It must appear real to what's real. How could false evidence, that's like a ticket tape in here, false evidence, how could it ever appear real unless it appeared real to what's real, us? Isn't that the case? Some days you see it as false, some days you take it to be true. Yeah, You're the final arbiter. Nothing's being forced on you. It's from where you're looking at things, that's what gives the meaning to those things you're looking at. If you believe these thoughts are yours, you'll follow them to, to 30 years ago, ruminating like a forensic unit, going over something you thought that happened, and if I would have done this, everything would be great by now. But of course, you didn't do that. And then you get doubly beat up, but you really blew it because it would have been great. Yeah? Would you, would you follow thoughts about Stanley 30 years ago, if you're not Stanley? Really, would you? Would you listen to that if it wasn't? The only reason why you're listening to it is about you. If I had Scott's, I would turn it off in two minutes. But you've been listening to it for 30 years. What's the allure? What's the attraction? It's about you. The you that you're not. We're addicted to self. That's the original addiction. And then we try to get relief from that addiction, and there all the other addictions appear. The drug use, because every time I got loaded, I want to get it. I wanted to get out of my head. Go to the exact nature of wrong, and then relief will trigger not a little bit, a lot of relief, and it will stabilize. So how does it do it? This is what was revealed to me. I mean, it was all reverse engineering. I was totally fucked, then I got unfucked, and then the downloads told me why I was fucked, basically. And I didn't keep it to myself because I think it applies to everybody. Yeah? The faith needed to be put, directed by something other than the mental state. That's the whole thing. In the Course in Miracles, they call it the Holy Spirit. We call it the higher power. So through surrender, it uses the exact same metadata, the same information that the selfing is used to defeat you. The higher power will use it to free you. Exact same, exact same information, but what's going to collate it, what's going to direct it is the key. And I'm telling you, in my own experience, I am not managerial quality. I do much better when I'm led and directed than when I'm directing and leading. And to me, the program has nothing to do with me changing. It has to do with me being changed. I go under with this influence. I stay on the operating table. I don't get up. I don't play doctor. And things go pretty well. Yeah, just do what we do. Go to where we go. And something's going to be working on you the whole time. And it's going to work to the point where you'll have sufficient amount of relief from the bondage of self that you'll be able to recognize it instead of looking from it all day. You'll see it. And if you see it, you can't be it. And if you can't be it, you'll lose interest in it.
So that's the difference here. Thought, money, health, relationships. Everyone looks at it, they mean something. I'm going to change the whole meaning of the word, but not change the word at all. Watch. My money. So I'd love every one of you to have a lot of money, but I don't want any of you to have my money. Yeah? The my changes the meaning dramatically, doesn't it? That's what, that's our role. Our role is right there. Right before the money, that's where the selfing appears. Through the my. My relationships. My health. Now you weigh health, relationship, and money, then you weigh my relationship, my health, my money. You're traveling like this all day when you can travel like this. You could be traveling lighter all day, or now you're traveling heavy with the hopes of traveling lighter. Simple as that. If the thoughts, if the faith that you have in the thoughts, because we're miracle workers, we're making shit out of nothing all day, aren't we? <laughs> really, we are. We are, the, we are the bringing of, we are the bringing forth of what's not happening to such a level that it will eclipse what's happening for us. Like we'll be here sitting here, and if you're flipping out and there's no apparent threat going on, you're not really here. You're not responding to what's happening. You're reacting to what's not happening. See it, you know. See the heist, then you won't be at the effect of it. Really, watch what, really watch. The beautiful thing is anything can happen. It's not beautiful. Anything can happen in what's not happening. You can have cancer next week. Yeah? You can be dead. Your boyfriend or girlfriend sleeping with your best friend. All this stuff can be made up. The more, the imagination is nothing that can contain it. Yeah? But then there's what's happening. That none of that, it doesn't have all of that ability, but it has one thing what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. You may not like it, you may hate it, but it's happening. And that what's happening, that just simple reality can erase all of what's not happening completely. It can totally diminish. First of all, there are no effects. You're the effect. Your believing is what makes it seem to be so. False evidence can never become real evidence. It can appear to be real evidence to what's real. You see the difference? This isn't a passive victim type process. This is in, this is illuminating. You will be the light that you've been looking for. You'll be what you've been looking for all day. You'll have you'll be able to understand serenity, no peace. Because those are qualities of bigger mind or of spirit. Just like bondage is of self, well, peace of mind is of spirit. Serenity is of spirit. You can't find the you can't find serenity in self. What happens if you have peace and the self claims it? It's going to be worrying about losing it the next day. That's not peace. And if you don't think you need to be in this program and you find yourself here, it's a pretty indica good indication you need to be in this program. <laughs> because no one who's looking for a vacation spot comes to Milestone. <laughs> really. I spent two years in a program, Delancey Street in San Francisco. <laughs> My managing this life always led me to having to be managed by other people. 
I had to be supervised. <coughs> I ended up in places like this. Three months project return in the Bronx when I was really young. Two years when I was older in Delancey Street, San Francisco. It had progressed, the disease. I had to be contained for two years. And when I got out, I got loaded again. Went on a 10-month run. Ended up in a trailer park, <laughs> Calistoga, California, and I was struck sober. Something intervened, because at that point, no human power could get me sober. My mother couldn't, I couldn't, the state couldn't, Delancey Street couldn't, no human power. And just something stepped in, the spirit stepped in and put a stop to it. And it took out that urge, that isotope, that radioactive little oomph, that constantly wanted me to escape at all costs, all day. It was like incredible slavery. And it pulled it out. And I haven't had a thought or a feeling about using and drinking for 29 years. I mean, what more demonstration did I need of a power greater than self? Because it was the biggest influence in my life, alcoholism and addiction since I was about, well, I was uncomfortable since about six. But then I started getting arrested around 12 or 13. And then they made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, see, when I drank, I found immediately I had a, man, a magnetic appeal to people in uniform. As soon as I drank, I attracted uniform people for a long time. It was incredible. And, you know, if you got that juice, you better, better watch out what's directing it. Yeah, because that same energy that allows me to have peace now was what was getting me jackpotted all the time. It was just being directed by that insane parasite, and now it's not. Simple as that, really. You're always going to be directed, either by your thought or by spirit, one or the other. And AA gives you a way of life, because you need a way of life, because you could feel great for an hour or two, but what about three days from now? You need to have some set principles that will keep you on the straight and narrow because this little action figure, Toyota or whatever, veers to the left extremely. It just goes off the road. <laughs> and I didn't want to be institutionalized. So AA is incredible. Because you can ha it's like you're being directed but not in a small little place with a lot of rules. Yeah? You become a free-range alcoholic. <laughs> You're allowed to, you know, roam now, <laughs> which I think is an awesome, awesome gift. At first, you know, what you really get off on is what's absent in your life, like getting arrested and shit. But after a while, so much fills you up, you know, that you can't put numbers beyond after, you know. You can't even capture it like a Kodak moment. It's like today I came here and I called up my friend. I'm from California. And I said, I just, I went to sleep and I woke up in New Jersey. <laughs> and there's the snow and it's freezing, it's cold. So then, you know, I'm just bitching about, sort of jokingly in New Jersey, but with a little bit of kernel of truth, you know. <laughs> and then these, this, this guy's parents were in the office and I just got to sit down with them. And it was like a beautiful vignette, you know, because they had that dilemma so many parents have. They're both, one of them's got 30-something years, the father had 30-something years in AA, but he can't get his son sober. Yeah? That, that, in, you know, comprehensible demoralization, that your love isn't sufficient. 
you know, to stop this takeover. Because we're overmatched, big time. And it was so beautiful just sitting there. I felt like crying because it's the essence of AA. We're all confronted with an impossible chore. Yeah, We're overmatched. If we keep calling ourselves the parasite, it's going to have us for transportation. Sober or not. Yeah, You can't be free as it. Self can't get out of self. You have to see you're not a self. Yeah, And that's getting out of it by realizing you were never in it. That's the only escape that's worth trying because it takes no time or effort. You're already what you already and always will be right now. Nothing has actually changed. You just think it has. Yeah? Oh, whatever. (laughs) I've seen a lot of different people here over the years. I wonder what's happened to a lot of them. And to think that we're different if we would do what they do or not do what we're doing now, we'll have our own sad story quite easily. I mean, my first fairy princess I met in AA, I had a year, she had six months, a marriage made in heaven. (laughs) 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 We both stayed sober. To about 21 years, she went out after 21 years. Wrote some books, did all this stuff. She cannot get back in. Eight years now. Eight years. Can't even, the lights are out behind her eyes. She seemed to have the spirit. Something. And, you know, who who wouldn't want to do as much as you could do for someone? But it's not your job, really. You know, but to watch her, I cannot believe it, what she must have gone through, drinking you know, gut-wrenching vodka eight years now. She's like in her 50s. She's, she's, this is what happens, man. If you're in the good graces now, you're, we're all sober right at this moment. You know, it would almost be a... You'd have, you're going to be conscious when you're taken out to become unconscious. Why not wake up now and start really, when you have this time, let this understanding gain some traction so you have some principles. You know, like if you're on a 28-day program, when I go to those, I always ask them, what's just the most important day of a 28-day program? It's the 29th day. It's when you leave. Like when I left Delancey Street, they had nothing. It was Delancey Street or nothing. And I was just lost. I had was no match for the parasite. The irritability, restlessness, and discontent came. The advertisement played, you know, you know, and then I was led to a drink. And when I was led to a drink, that leads me somewhere else. So, yes, this isn't going to be a long one tonight. I don't think I've lost the plot. I just want to humbly tell you, there is a possibility. Yeah, there is a solution. And I mean a radical one. It's not always going to be effort and work. It gets a lot easier. Really a lot. Once these are established, I mean, I don't even, all I, now, I, you know, getting called to go to any lengths. Like, I get calls, 
hey, Paul, we got a guy, we want to bring him to the rehab. So I said, okay, I start putting my pants on. They call me back. Oh, no, we got it taken care of. So I get all the creds, but I don't do anything anymore. <laughs> I'm never getting called to go to any lengths whatsoever. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. And you know what? It's you. It becomes you. Yeah. You're not working it anymore. It's worked you to such a state that it's, that's, it's, it's readily apparent at all times. Right now, you're just holding the space for everything else. Yeah. You've been freed from the bondage of self. So... Maybe we should have questions because I don't want to talk anymore. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Any questions? Yes? Yeah, hey, Scott Alcohol. Scott. Um, yeah, it was a great hearing you. Um, you know, God uh, has me in this room for a reason. You know, I can't believe some of the shit you were saying because, uh, you know, I've been going through some things recently and I just actually had this big epiphany which has been helping me in line with what you said that, um, like, I am not my thoughts. You know, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Because it always seems like, you know, like I can't control, like, if I think something, I'm doing it. You know, like, you know, if I, if I, you know, see a food I want, or I see a drink I want, or a girl, or, you know, whatever it is, if I'm thinking it, but I think I am my thoughts. And, you know, that generates a lot of fear, and uh, too, and a lot of anxiety. And, you know, something I've been, uh, you know, I guess I'd be interested to hear you know, more about what you suggest for, you know, spiritual maintenance. I mean, I've, I've come across this mindfulness meditation thing, which I've been trying, you know, just to kind of set to, to, you know, there's this concept of like, you know, we're just trying to separate me from the torrent of my thoughts. Well, first of all, yeah. Thoughts and not these thoughts. Yeah. I would say the AA way would be a surrender more. Yeah. So if you see how thoughts can produce anxiety is based on faith. You're having faith in the thoughts of next week, and that's what gives them the ability to seemingly produce an effect now. You're behind it all in a lot of ways. And you can't seem to turn on or direct the spigots or surrender and ask this higher power to direct you. Yes? And then you'll see, if you just listen while you're at meetings, and you'll hear, you'll hear so many of your thoughts that don't be, they're not seemingly coming from you. <laughs> so you'll get, how could they be mine? And really, when you see them not as yours, that's where the relief lies. Yeah? So that was my last question. Sorry, but just one quick thing. Who's are they? You keep saying they're not mine. Don't even go there. <laughs> if you do, just say Stanley's or something. Who cares? As long as it's not yours. Yeah? Yeah. But the surrender is the key because this isn't about self-managing. It's about, it's about admitting you can't manage. See, I'm overwhelmed every day. I've never gotten over that. I just admit it. So the real way you have a, that never-ending source of power is by admitting your powerlessness. 
That's how this thing works. Just like we say you have it by giving it away. What drug addict, what drug dealer did you ever know that practiced that principle? <laughs> yeah? But that's how it works, really. The spirit has a different logic than the mental state. Totally different. And once you pick up on its language, it's a, it's a much nicer song for you. You have much more allegiance with that song than the one you're being forced to listen to now. I'm telling you. Seriously. So I would just look at that, and for me, I don't not a big person, big uh, uh, advocate of mindfulness because your mind. How can why does mind need to be mindful? Your <laughs> mind is as much as mind as it can be. So, but I don't see it differently. I don't see you need to do yourself into a spiritual condition. I believe you are a spiritual condition, like it says in AA. You know, we have to. It's through maintenance of a spiritual condition that it's con- our daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of a spiritual condition. All right. But if, you, if you're taking yourself to be a body, yeah, so therefore the only way you can look at a spiritual condition is something that you're going to try to graft on to the body condition or to add on. But if you saw yourself as a spiritual condition, that's the highest form of maintenance. Because the spiritual condition is being itself at every moment. It doesn't need to work out. It's being. Yeah? To me, that's the highest form of maintenance. Is that. The recognition of what you're not is seeing, is, is that that's what you are. Yeah? This is the thing. Let's say... You want, let's say, uh, you're a, a, a hyena and you want to become like a lion. You could study, maybe, and maybe you'll get to be like a lion, yeah, or a sheep or a giraffe. Like as long as you wasn't weren't that thing, you could probably know it, right? You could probably get to become like act like it. But in this case, we are spirit. Yeah, it's different. See, if I want to know, uh, you know, if I want to get a latte, I can get a latte. <laughs> Because it's not me, yeah? But we are spirit. We can't know spirit and, and experience spirit because we are spirit. We're knowing everything else from spirit and experiencing everything else from spirit. That's the basis. We're, we're following a mental basis that says we're a body. Yeah? I don't believe that. That's not what's true for me. I see myself as a spirit's condition, and in, and in seeing myself as that, I don't try to look for myself. Why would I? I am, my, I am it, yeah? You see? So I'm not trying to graft qualities. I'm, I'm expressing those qualities. You don't... It says, enjoy peace of mind. Pieces of mind. Big M mind. Not the selfing, not the mental process. Big M mind is like awareness or God, whatever you want to call it. It's from there. That's what we're enjoying. It's ours. We are the source of peace. We are, when you do something you love here, the love is being teased out by that action. It's not producing the action. I mean, I, was a, I surfed quite a lot. I like the ocean. But I don't think the ocean is the source of my happiness. I can't be in it all day. Yeah? The surfing pulls it out of me, but it's there to be pulled out. We're seeing life from what we're not. 
we're living an interpretation from the mental state and it's not satisfying that's why we're driven we're constantly seeking because something feels absent and what's absence is you what you truly are is seemingly absence in our own life if you were content and satisfied so much shit would change That's what it says. If you read the steps, and they talk about the effects of the steps, that's what they are. It says, cease fighting everyone and any. You you will cease fighting everyone or anything. If you're in your head, you'll hear that as an order. Okay, I gotta see. No, it says you will. Something has come over you and changed you sufficiently. You did it. Something has worked on you has, and has changed you and has brought this effect, which is you will cease fighting everyone anything. It's a description. It's not an order. It's a description. You, you have come under an influence that has, is changing you. And they're describing some of the changes. And it's funny how relatable and identified you will be with someone who wrote about them in 1935 because they're the same descriptions of the same changes that are happening in you because we're involved with the same program. Which to me is just an arm or a manifestation of grace here. It's not, it's not only being saved, but being kept safe, which is in time. You can have a great realization on Sunday and be fucked Monday. But you know, we need a way of life, and AA is that manifestation. It allows us to live like a free-range alcoholic, day in and day out, for year after year after year. This promise isn't only you'll get sober, it promises you can stay sober. Everyone can get sober for an hour or two, but none of us can stay sober. We need a way of life that, which deals with time. Where I live, we have 700 meetings a week. What church has 700 meetings a week? What, what Presbyterian church? You've got to go 700 times, or they have 700, you know... Our AA is organically grown. It knows what it's up against. A very strong mental parasite. That when it takes you over, when it, is it on? Because I'm going to go off now. I'm into it. <laughs> when it takes us over, its strategy is so freaking beautiful because it is such a hostile parasite that your natural reaction would be to knock it off. Yeah. If you saw it coming and something came and glued onto you and gave you a day of active alcoholism, you would tear it off. You wouldn't even go wait to go to the doctor and have it surgically released. Just rip it off. Yeah? How does this parasite get to stay on the host so long? When does the host ever wake up to the fact it's being fed upon? It doesn't usually because it's in the act of being identified as the parasite. You cannot entertain being free from it as it. No way. When you see it's not you, then the possibility arises, I can be free from it. That's the key. From. If not, so it takes you over. You have a, there's so many good demonstrations in nature now about parasites. <laughs> The first, the first one I ever heard, which was awesome, I couldn't believe it. It was about a mushroom from the cordyceps family. 
And this mushroom, again, you think you have a hard time meeting a guy or a girl? Wait for some of these fucking parasites. They have one drive, which is to reproduce, and they have the hardest freaking odds. Because his, so this mushroom is confronted with, he really wants, the urge to reproduce is incredible, but it's a pretty weak system. It's hoping an animal comes by and scrapes against the mushroom, or the wind will blow the spore where it can grow. So what this one does, it targets ants. And the spore lands on the ant and bores into it. It's a parasite. Gets inside the system of the ant and then jacks into the ant brain and tells the ant where it would like to go, like an Uber. You know? <laughs> All the while, the ant, with self-centeredness, thinks it's the one that's going there. <laughs> but it's been taken over. It has its wishes, its primary instinct, which is self-preservation, has been overridden. It's now living as transportation for the mushroom. So the mushroom says, go to a dank, dark place, I like that, and then it parks, then it kills the ant, and it grows right out of its head. You don't think it, this is, you don't think alcoholism is much, it's, it's a non, you can't see alcoholism, but you can see its effects. It's a parasitical movement. It grabs on, hold on to you, and then convinces you that it's you. Therefore, as soon as it's neutered, it's, it's most dangerous obstacle, which is the host's recognition that it's a foreign installment, because then the host would naturally go, <laughs> throw it off. It neuters that. It's in now. And every time it shows up in your life, you call it me. Oh, man. It's an incredible heist. <laughs> really. I swear. And I swear... It has, a, it has infected a lot, a lot, a lot of us. And it's having a field day. Look at how many alcoholics die fast. Not many. <laughs> I mean, they just... Abscesses, limps, no teeth, but they keep on cooking. That parasite's not going to let you go. <laughs> you're, you're praying to be dead, and it keeps you alive. Because <laughs> it's not done with you. Yeah, it isn't. It's going to suck you dry. Didn't you have you seen it? Let's say you have a, a little a little like problem with jealousy. Then you drink and use, now you're up on stalking charges, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the parasite amplifies certain characteristic in one. Yeah? It it seeks drama. It seeks trouble. It feeds on it. It's feeding on us. And all the while, it's sucking us down. We call it me. That to me is because I've seen it. I've seen it from head to toe. I saw that. I've seen the paradise or the parasite from paradise. I've seen the parasite from from relief of it. I've seen it. You can recognize it in people all day. So, yeah, it's a simple, simple invitation. And AA, for me, you know, AA is a path to illumination. But then this will illuminate the path. Yeah? This message illuminated AA to such a point for me. It's just incredible. So I hope, you know, pounding away, I've been sharing this for years in AA, hoping it becomes a more uh, available understanding in AA. 
I'd like to see it get established and explained. Like if you can see the inventory as really an inventory on self-expressions in one life, you'll be doing a much more thorough inventory. Seriously, you will. So, all right, I'm serious. We're going to end now. <laughs> Any more questions? No. Yes. Like yourself, when Spirit came to you and you got that download, I was uh, chairing a beginner step meeting years ago, and the first step was beginner step meeting, and the first step says, you know, it does, and talks about surrender. And you can always see the eyes of the broken hearted. I like to call. When they hear that word surrender, it's like, oh. And I said, this is what came to me. I said, flip the script. And in war, when you surrender, you join in the winning side. Look at that one. And every time I say that to a newcomer that's struggling with the surrender, the identification, <coughs> what you're talking about, the identification itself, you can see a little bit of light start to come on. Because now they have a sense of spirit talking to them. Because that's what the gift is that we get. We get to live and walk and talk in spirit. What I wanted to ask you is, for yourself, uh, your attachment to outcome, and on a daily basis, working with that and how you... Because I know for myself, it's always there. I attached to outcome? Yeah, the thinking mind. Oh, yeah, Always yeah. jumping on top of it. Yeah. And how I always put, go back into spirit uh, yeah. the best I can. Yeah. Well, you know, we say in AA, we're not in the outcome business. Mm-hmm. I'm not really in the outcome business much, to tell you the truth. I mean, if I was, I wouldn't have come to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I like the outcome better in California. <laughs> so, that's a, I don't. If I ever thought about shit, I wouldn't do most of it. <laughs> really. No, you can have a trip and you think about it, you've ruined the trip before you're even on it. I don't trust it. The thoughts, you know, there's a famous story in the big book when a, when a, a guy has gotten sober, but he goes back out. And the whole, the whole event happens with this beginning. A thought occurred to me. Yeah? <coughs> you could basically use that as the opening sentence of all your chapters of active alcoholism. A thought occurred to me. What I'm humbly saying is actually a, a, something happened way beyond that. A thought has occurred as you. You're taking a thought to be you. A thought that didn't grow naturally in you. It's been doctored and taken over and manipulated by the alcoholism. Seriously. Yes? So, um, Kim, alcoholic, um, you had mentioned fear before. So, you know, I know I'm an alcoholic, obviously, but um, I know I am convinced that's why I, I drank and, and did Xanax and all that was because it took me out of, like, fear. You know, I never worried. And I was never really sick. And then I get sober, and I'm almost six years coming this August, and I'm more sick, like, physically, like, little stuff than I ever was, and I worry so much, and I feel like, I feel like sometimes I, I, I question my, my own self, like, 
I'm always worried of something. Like every day, there's just, just never stops. And I, I feel like there'll be hours where it's good, but it's just this fear, and it's like paralyzing. It's frustrating. Um, Why don't you use a subjective question? Who is it that has the fear? And if it, if the head says me, ask who is this me? Right. Turn the attention this way, because most of it's being directed out this way from the head. Right. Turn it on the head and see see who's there. Like manipulate it. Not manipulate no. it. Just use it. Use self to talk to self to negate both. Okay. Yeah, and don't look for an answer. Just ask who is it, because it's because it's you that's worrying that it has so much meaning. Right. The you is where the meaning is. It's not the worrying. The worrying is being used for the you to download meaning into something. Mm-hmm. See, it always misdirects our attention. You're worried about the thoughts, but it's really the sense of being the thinker. That's where the bondage lies. Yeah, You want to change your feelings, but it's really what's driving that is because you take yourself to be the feeler. If you could see that you're not those, you'd lose interest in the thoughts and the feelings and shit like that. you travel later. So just put it, turn the light that way. You don't, just, just the, it'll work, yeah? Who asks, who am I? Mm-hmm. See, this is what used to happen with me. Who am I? And then my head would say me. So I'd go, well, who's this me? And then it would maybe say another thing, but it'd get to a point where it would shut up, and there you are, really. What you really are isn't saying a word. You are consciousness, awareness, whatever, spirit. Yes, you're never going to appear here you're completely always here. You're like the context of it all. Yeah. If you see it's not you, I'm telling you, you're going to lose interest in it. Just like if I'm in this room and there's a meeting in this room and it's a pretty girl leading it and I have plans for her, which I haven't discussed with her yet. <laughs> and so I'm really keen on getting a hint of where she's at, especially concerning me. So I'm trying to listen to what she's saying. Hopefully she say, I like that guy Paul, you know. And so I'm supposed to be doing a talk, but people notice that I'm not seemingly all here because my head is much more interesting. She means a lot more to me than you do <laughs> at this point. So then someone, they point it out to me, and I'd like to stay here, but I'm really, my head's going there. So someone drops a book, you know, How to Lose Interest in a Conversation in Another Room, and I read it quickly, and I agree, but I can't seem to pull my interest attention back. Suddenly, she's saying something, and I'm really keenly hearing it, and she says, I really like that guy. Yeah, 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 Matt. My name's Paul. As soon as I hear it's not about me, what happens? I lose interest in that freaking conversation. Don't I? Did I have to send, like, Navy SEAL 6 team to retrieve it? No, it just comes, just bounces right back here, where it always is anyway. Yeah? So if you can see that which is driving you crazy as not you, I bet you the driving crazy ability will diminish greatly. Seriously. You have to see it as other if you're ever going to be free from it. You can't keep calling it you, really. It's having a field day. Every topic, the most secret topics, when it knocks on the door and you open it, and you, you see it and you go, me, it's in. It's, it's claimed everything that's ever seemingly happened to you, and it's using it to reinforce its hold on you. It's telling stories for its own sake to, to bond you to the idea of being the one who is the star of the story. It's working feverishly because there isn't anything it in itself. It has to have a life through us. Alcoholism cannot drink. 
It doesn't have a mouth. It doesn't have veins. It has to compel this to get what it wants. And by the time we're all at, it would make absolutely no sense if we had any sense of freedom to ever listen to that freaking thing again. But it has our ear because it says it's us. And we believe it. Therefore, it says this place is fucked up. You align with that. And then you're going to maybe want to get relief. And it tells you what kind of relief you should get. Go get that drug. And once you do the drug, now it's not talking to you as to convince you. It's talking as you. It's not selling you the product. You bought the product. Now it's just going to run you into the ground. Doesn't it feel like a possession? Have you been in this program and left like Milestone? Didn't it feel like something came over you again? That it seemed to have been subdued while you were here. Then you leave and then it's on your back. And once you comply and drink, have you ever seen someone you knew when they get drunk? They look different, don't they? Their eyes are duller. They look different. Something has moved them out of the driver's seat and something else is driving. If you see it as not you, you'll entertain the ability and the possibility of being free from it. If you keep entertaining from it, you'll, be, you'll, you'll try to be free as it, which is never going to work. It will use the freedom that you think you got to bind you to something again. Yes, I've seen it over and over again. Just like that guy with the epiphany. Yeah? When do epiphanies usually end? When the thought arises and says, I'm having an epiphany. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm Wendy. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Wendy. Wendy. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm so glad to be here tonight. Uh, I was one of those people that I was sober for 23 years and I drank about six years ago. And... Um, <clears throat> When you, just when you said that, it, it was exactly that. It was like, first of all, I drank consciously. Like, I made a decision to drink again. Very, I planned it. And um, I was overtaken, you know, very slowly. It didn't happen quickly, but it happened slowly until this last year. And I was drinking before work and drinking during work. And um, I did surrender, and I went into rehab, and I, I was in patient for four months, and, and I've just been here about a week. But, um, like, I, I'm changing everything. I'm not going back to my job. I've given up my apartment. My cats are in foster care. <laughs> but um, even though, like, I, you know, and I know those are all good things, but it's like I don't have the answer to any of it. So there are times when I'm kind of walking around like with this, it's not anxiety, it's just this empty feeling of where am I going next, you know? And um, I'm still not at that place of, I'm, I'm so afraid to make moves on my own because I've done them in the past and they were not the right thing. So what I do every morning is I really, really try to work at that third step turning it over and and just doing what I have to do that's in front of me. But I'm not used to this, like, kind of free-falling, like, I really am letting it go. And I don't, I'm 54 years old, I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, so again, I, you can ask, who is it that is afraid of that? Yeah. And if it ain't you, keep pushing on. And then do, do some service. Yeah. Service will get you, give you a feeling of purpose. 
So if you feel you're like your rudderless, be put to use, and uh, that's an incredible sense. Yeah. 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 My experience, anyway. Yeah. And you're just in, you know, you're in the transition, perhaps through the, into the perhaps there's a better way. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a feeling of emptiness when the parasite is shrinking, of course. Yeah, so, because a new life is going to take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have, I, I believe that. I never, I don't think in all the years I was sober before I ever even gave that a thought. I was just worried about how many meetings I went to, and then it was about how much time I had and. My program obviously was like built on, you know, it wasn't built on solid rock, it was built on sand because it all crumbled. As soon as I got that thought, it was like, I'm going to drink. And I, you know, everything went to the wayside. See, but this is demonstration of love. Something is loving you to give you this opportunity. Yeah, I totally believe That's that. That's brought through AA. Mm-hmm. AA is the funnel where the grace can come into someone's life. AA is the conduit. Yeah. 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 You're in good hands. Trust the process. I mean, look at us. I mean, here there must be hundreds of years of sobriety to people who could not get sober for a day. Obviously, there's a demonstration of something greater than us at work here, like the tradition, too. There's a loving God expressing itself through our group conscience. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's a lot of power. Yeah. Yeah, you're in good hands, honey. Yeah. Yes? Anyone else? No? Yeah. So you have... Uh, Leah, alcoholic. Um, mm-hmm. Identified that the thoughts that come are not your own. <clears throat> but do they go away? Do you still have these thoughts? I have thoughts. Not they. They severely diminish. Yes. Like they don't over time. You? Uh, well, the you they bother isn't me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Yes. Thank you so much, and I will never forget what I heard here tonight. I have uh, a message about in, uh, in recovery, and uh, it's just brought in a very different manner, and uh, like it flipped the switch. And if uh, if I can utilize and remember, and just see, just seeing it in a different light right now, uh, gives me more than half a chance. So thank you. You're welcome. And you don't need to utilize it. It's utilizing you. Seriously. Just have it's faith, fun. You know? I mean haven't you had demonstrations in your life that something came about that looked impossible to you? Quite a lot, like maybe getting sober. Let your head expand on that and have that sense the intimacy of a sense feltness of a power greater than you at work here, yeah? And you'll be put to use. Yeah. And in that in that being put to use, you'll be fulfilled, in a sense, yeah? Yeah. I'm not a... See, there's a statement in AA that says you have to have it to give it away. I believe if you're willing to give it away, you have it, to tell you the truth, so... Yeah.
Yep. My name's Mike. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thank you for coming. It's like the third time I heard you speak, and it's awesome. Um, thoughts? I didn't get free of myself until I, I, I stopped thinking I liked what you said. If I thought about it, I probably wouldn't do it. Because, like, everything I thought about was anything negative or trying to manipulate the situation. And it always, that was part, that was my disease. Like, I really, that's the way I thought, you know. And uh, my wife asks me once in a while, like, what do you think? I said, I really have no thought about it. Because if I think about it, I'm going to think about the negative part of it. Yes. You know, and uh, getting sober and, and uh, it's like AA brainwashed me, like, you know what I'm saying? Take it easy and just, just let it happen. And I don't react to that. And it's a lot about what you said, like, you know, I, I could, I say it all the time, people I help and everything, if I start thinking, I'm going to start thinking negative. So I just don't even try to think anymore because that brings me right to the negative side of my, my disease. So today I just, I kind of uh, just let it happen. And it, and it, and it actually drives me to because I'm not, I'm not driving. Yeah. You know, and it's exactly how you said it. Like, my thoughts is my disease. Yes. You know, and it brings me out to, like, I could plan shit, like you said, plan it to a thousand times over. And if I just don't think about it, I won't plan it. No. It's awesome thing. Yeah, the uh, thing of, uh, yeah, just suit up and show up. <coughs> Uh, see, I, when I was young, a kid, I wasn't in an abusive situation, you know, so when I was playing, I never worried, will I be playing next week? This time hadn't set up yet, yeah? I wasn't walking around my house thinking my room was too small, or my mother was fat. None of this was going on. We grew into all this shit. And then, you know, when I was running, or I'd be running naked, and that's all that was happening. Then around five or six... And from that point on, everything I ever did since then was accompanied by thought. You know what I mean? And most of it paralyzed me. Exactly. I didn't try fucking anything. Because I just listened to its forecast. It's like, fuck that. And, uh, you know, it was unbelievable. And then I came into AA, really, and it says, hey, you got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. But I thought my face was my ass, you know. That image that the, pres the parasite presented, I took it to be me. And I was trying to protect and defend that at all costs. And my co the cost was living, basically. I was paralyzed. And, you know, living on the edge wasn't getting loaded and shot and all this shit. It was receiving unconditional love flipped me out. Or going to a job interview, that flipped me out. Running around like crazy was easy to me. It was just, you know, having someone love you without, you know what, you know how it is. Someone love, and you're, I don't deserve, you're just fucking crazy. Because you're so, you're like almost frozen like a, you're in like an ice cube. It's like you're in the freezer of the selfing and it's just got you frozen. You're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. So basically, how you can spend a lot of time is just getting loaded. Kept you busy. You know, either you were loaded and coming, or then coming down, or wanting to get loaded. It was like a pre, it was an occupation. And you didn't go anywhere, you know, jails and shit, but it was the same thing. <laughs> but now, yeah, never. If I thought about these trips, I'd never get on the plane. I said, fuck, why do I want to go here? <laughs> and then I'm still why do I want to go here <laughs> yeah if you see they're not your thoughts there's, you can be led by something other than thought you can you really can like it says the, you'll have the, the intuitive thought will come all this stuff is a change of modality yeah right now we're, we're like K-Paul yeah 
you know, golden oldies all the time, you know, just playing. <laughs> but the fact is, do you blame the radio for the music that's coming through it? Some other, we can pick up other stations. We can download other modalities. Yeah, we have that ability. We're a radio, we're a transmitter and a receiver. Yeah? We're locked on the aperture with K-Paul. Just K-Paul, Paul all the time. Yeah? <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ, how many products have I bought from that? They expire in a day, and you can't return them. <laughs> it's fucking it's like slavery who wouldn't want to get loaded if you had a head like this shit that's what happened with me I saw it as salvation and the police saw it as fucking time to punishment it never made it really had it misfired my whole head I'm saying if they knew how I was feeling they'd give me some fucking drugs you know wasn't it, it was like a, it's such a you, you wanted to get relief at all costs To be free of that is spectacular. Can you ma- to be free of that urge is unbelievable. You know? All right, well, that's it, eh? Hey, we have shirts and we have a book. We did a book on the 12 steps. They're back there. Yeah.